What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, flamethrowers. Lindsay here. I'm excited to bring you this hot take about the WNBA season. The recording of it went really long on Thursday evening, so I did want to give you all a heads up that we didn't get to do all the post-production and editing that we usually do on episodes because I wanted to make sure that everyone could hear this before the season begins. So I hope you'll forgive us for a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff that you're going to hear. I think overall, it's a phenomenal insight into this season. And I just had so much fun recording this with Erica and Ari. So I know you'll all bear with us. And yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this hot take edition of Burn It All Down. The WNBA season starts in less than 24 hours. I could not be more excited, and joining me to celebrate and to preview all of the WNBA are two of our Burn It All Down favorites. We have Arielle Chambers. Hi, Ari. Hey, go ahead. You have to say things. You can't just wave. This is a podcast. I know. I just (laughs) got a little, you know, you know how I do And Miss uh, Pleasantville herself, Erica Ayala. <laughs> Hi, Erica. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yes, in the woods, literally in the woods. Erica's literally <laughs> in the woods, and uh, we have a video chat going so we can see her like spinning around. And honestly, it's a lot. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but, anyways, I wanted to start out with we'll very briefly do a little self promo here before we move on, but it has been such a big week for both of you. And I just want to talk about it a little bit. So Ari, you have started like this whole new, uh, first of all, you, you, you broke Twitter, you broke news about Sue Bird's injury, which we're very sad about the news, but we're very proud of you. And, um, and, but that your, your even bigger news is that, with Bleach Report and House of Highlights, now Ari Chambers has joined the crew uh, to do some women's sports content. Tell us about it. Yeah, so it's funny because Eric and I were at an event talking to somebody, I'm not going to name her, about why there wasn't women's coverage. And she was like, because the bigger companies aren't putting pressure on us. And we like, and Bleacher Report gets it. Uh, Doug Bernstein called me in the office and I thought I was just going to chill and eat the popcorn and the snacks. And... He was just like, how would you like to start our women's platform? And so for House of Highlights, they want to give a voice to the women's platform. And so they're they're calling it We Are Jayla. Jayla is the name right now. It could change. Who knows? But basically, it's all encompassing, like, the idea of, like, all of us being Jayla. So it's going to cover all sports, all, all women's sports, um, with a very wide age range. And they just they just want to... Give us visibility, which I think is completely necessary. So necessary. And so it's mainly on Instagram, right? At We Are Jay. Only on Instagram, only on Instagram right now. Uh-huh. But we're gonna build it up for a couple months and see where that the you know the traction is and then go from there. 
All right. Everyone, I know I tell you to do a lot of things, all of our flamethrowers, but it's so, so, so important that when these big companies with a lot of money take initiatives like this, that we all support it. Because what happens is there are people behind the scenes fighting for this chance and to get these platforms. But there's still a lot of people, and I'm not saying this about Bleach Report in particular or about anyone in particular. This is just how it is everywhere. There's mm-hmm. always people who are resistant to change and who are kind of coming up looking for an excuse to can projects like this, even after they've been started. So what we all need to do is put all of our support behind it because this is super exciting and could turn out to be really, really big. So we are really and, excited. And we want to um, create our own identity. We don't want to just use the House of Highlights. And I think that's uh, so important. Yeah, so, I think that's yeah. important. Although, you know, if some of them came over, that would be nice. That would be yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> We're not going to kick them out. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Erica, who is kind of making me dizzy right now, I'm not even going to lie. Um, with- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Walking around. Uh, Erica, tell us what you were up to. Uh, so when I'm not trying to keep up with the latest women's hockey news, my goodness. Um, girl, I, I, I need to talk with you. I had an interview today. I got to talk to you about. Ooh, oh, girl, child. I, right. I can't even girl. Yes. All right, girl. Anyway. So when I'm, not anyway? Doing, when I'm not doing those things, I, uh, will be writing for the athletic and their new WNBA vertical. I will be the beat writer for the New York Liberty. So technically this is, I believe my fourth full season on the beat, but just working with a new platform. So pretty excited. That's so exciting. And I am uh, joining that. I'm the beat reporter for the mystics, just like Ari said, Uh, you know, I've been covering the mystics for a while now, and this is just another place to do it. But once again, friends, it's a big, it's a place with a lot of, you know, venture capital money that is deciding they want to invest some in women's sports. And it's, uh, it's so important to, to prove to them that it, that not only, um, does it matter? <laughs> is it a good thing to do? But that it can be successful. And we know it can. We just got to keep proving the numbers. So, all right. Done with that. All the links to follow all of our stuff will be in the show notes. We have 12 teams. The rosters have just been finalized for the WNBA. We have uh, the two games tomorrow night. I believe it is. I should have this in front of me. The Fever. Who do the Fever play? The Liberty. Oh, thank you. Okay, the Fever versus the Liberty. And Dream versus the Dallas. You know, two blockbuster matchups. I'm just... <laughs> Look, I can get excited about literally any WNBA game. And after this long, I really can. But I do have to say, it's, a, it's an interesting choice for opening night. I just... I just... I'm not... You guys know I don't... I don't carry water for anyone. <laughs> no, um, no comment. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but I am super excited, and so we're going to dive into it. First, we're going to have previews of all 12 teams, but first I've got to know, instant reaction, Ari, your biggest surprise from the final draft cut, or the final um, roster cuts. My biggest surprise, because I've been watching Connecticut preseason, Natisha Heidemann. Yeah. Cut. She definitely put up numbers, like, I mean – like like 15 points a game. It was like something crazy. And that just shows you it just boils down to not even need, sometimes politics of the team. So I'm wondering what Connecticut was thinking behind that cut. Um, and I was talking to a few players even like after the first game when they played uh, 
the Liberty and smack them. Uh, and they were like, she deserves a roster spot. And if she doesn't make it, it has nothing to do with her talent. Yeah. So I agree. I thought that was pretty, pretty shocking. Uh, Lasia Clarendon mentioned to me today that she was a little bit surprised. So I think that Jasmine Thomas tweeted about it. Yeah. I think that that's, you're right. That's another, that's another kind of, uh, surprising and certainly a player who could catch on what about you erica any any surprises or disappointments or happiness we can also talk about happy things yeah okay so i'll i'll flip the this a little bit so my biggest surprise i think was the gustafson supporters just like really going hard and you know i think that it just shows that they're there are fans that are coming from college basketball that want to see the players that they know do well in the WNBA. And I think you saw the conversation be, well, there's only 12 teams. And if you want your players, your favorite college players to get into the league, then support the league expansion. So that was an interesting take on, on the roster cuts, because I mean, this is a business you're making a team and it just kind of opened up all of these different conversations. But as far as being excited, I am very excited for Maite Cazorla. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I just like her style of play. What roster did she make again? We got to, that's Atlanta. I believe she's with Atlanta. So from Oregon, and, um, you know, I think she's just a solid player. If you hear people from Oregon talk about her, um, Kelly Graves in particular, that they feel that, you know, she's the, the kind of player that made her teams better. And in ways that maybe not everyone, when you're looking at a box score, you're not always going to see that. But I've been lucky enough to see Oregon, the Ducks play a few times live. And I've seen Maite and also, I just like a little Latin flavor. I like names that, you know, you got to put a little spice on. So uh, that's one of the ones that I was excited about. Whippa Maite! I love it so much. I've got to say, okay, so what Erica was mentioning was that Megan Gustafson, of course, the a- you know the Naismith Player of the Year in college, was cut from the Dallas Wings. She didn't even make that roster. And I think, you know, I had multiple people. I don't have many other than like my online friends and community. I don't have a big uh, people, a lot of people in my life who are super into women's basketball. And I had four different of them, two coworkers and two other people that, you know, I write with, but about other things other than women's basketball, text me about this Megan Gustafson news. So I think for those of us who have really been paying attention, it wasn't that big of a shock because there were questions about whether or not her game would translate. And that center position is, you know, the post positions are so physical. You have to be so strong. And I think she was kind of in a weird in between spot with her body and her skill set in between what, what we're looking for, for post players in the WNBA. So I think, I think that those of us who are really plugged in weren't that shocked, but it really did strike me too that, um, and, and I get it, you know, she was the best player in college basketball this year. And so there, there's confusion. And I, you know, I just sit down, I said, there are tons of times where like the, the best player in men's college basketball isn't the, you know, isn't an NBA star. Like we see that happen all the time because it's not usually, you know, the skill sets that, uh, you know, it's, it's not the exact same game. It's very different. So I agree that that, re- that response, but I thought it was also telling like, and, and also at least they care. <laughs> like, at 
least we were caring. So that any any caring is good. Caring at this point is how I feel. Um, I think I'm confused, and we'll talk about this a little bit. I'm a little bit confused about what Vegas is doing with the end of their roster selection. Uh, they offered Kelsey Bone a buyout and are now instead going into camp with a going into the the season with eleven players. So they're literally paying her not to play and leaving that roster spot open. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit, but I thought that was a little bit uh, confusing. I also think Kennedy Burke's a player who I I could see really getting, you know, um, finding a home somewhere. But I think we're going to have to just kind of wait and see. Anyways, let's dive right into it. All right. We've each got four teams each. What we're going to do is we're going to go Okay, we're going to go around in a, in a circle, one, 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 and we're all we're just going to kind of talk about them. All right, let's start with, uh, Ari, and, yes, <laughs> sorry, I've got to find it. All right, get a start off with, honestly, one of the most uh, dramatic off-seasons we had with the Los Angeles Sparks. What's going on there, and what can we expect from the Sparks this year? Honestly, I like their roster. I think it's very well-rounded. I was talking to Eli Horowitz about it earlier. Um, and con- like the controversial aspect of it, obviously, Raquana has a investigation so, going on. So what there. she's saying is Ra- Raquana Williams, they decided yeah. to keep her on the roster despite the fact that she was literally in, in jail very recently for domestic violence. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to register really well with your viewers, but I just said, I like that, but, uh, or listeners, yes, no, but you but, know what uh, I mean? Like, it's a lot. And I think honestly, it's something we'll discuss on the show because there's a lot to discuss with, you know, women in domestic violence and we have to hold women's league teams and leagues accountable too. Although it's not always exactly the same and there's always context to everything, but I honestly, mm-hmm. I, she wasn't, it's not like she's an integral part of what they're doing. So I was a little I bit surprised. I think she's going to help out great with offense. Like, I think she's, and people forget how good she is offensively. And especially, like, I'm not, obviously they don't play the same position, but especially after Candace is having to sit three to five weeks out because of, you know. Right. So let's, let's tell, we're we going to pretend like people okay, have not Parker. been following at yeah, all absolutely. because there's a lot going on in the world and there's a tons okay. of people listening to this who might be tuning in to the WNBA stuff of literally course. just right now. So. so Candace Parker, their franchise player, has injured herself in a preseason game because, you know, life. And so she averages a great deal, definitely in double digits i think she was like 21 points a game last year mm-hmm. so they need you know compensation offensively and i think raquana williams she's she's a great shooter she holds she held the record for most points in a game uh until that's true she had like 51 points in like a game. Yeah. yeah so that's the thing uh and also marina mabry can can pull the three too so they're, they're gonna be fine offensively kalani brown their draft pick is going to learn from the best uh front court out there they have both the Bumake sisters who are like a good post presence. And then, you know, Atlanta Beard's coming back. So their defense, you know, uh, her along with TRP and TRF and Pratt, I know that you're going to be able to uh, explain further. I think that's going to be like a strong defensive team. And then Alexis Jones, who's coming from Minnesota, will get a chance to shine as well. I think it's all about fit. Um, you see how the second that um, she was traded for Odyssey, Odyssey's made an instant impact on the links. I think Alexa is going to have the same kind of feel as as long as she gets the opportunity to. Um, 
she's a, an underrated player because she just hasn't had the, the, the chance to shine. But Sydney Weiss is still holding it down on the bench, bringing the energy because I can't understand why else you would keep her. But, <laughs> I mean, but no disrespect, but like that's the glue on the bench, though. She keeps the energy, and that's an important And part. it is not. It is important, yeah. It's important, but Candace, told, Candace Parker told Elena Beard, like, hey, you won Defensive Player of the Year. You still got something in you. So another year with, you know, that veteran leadership. And then Chelsea Gray leading them along the way in the point guard position. They'll, they'll be a top five team. Whew, I don't, top five, I think it's tough. I mean, it, what's interesting uh, ab- about the Sparks is – they actually lost some big pieces from their championship team this past year. You know, they yeah, yeah they only have four returning. Yeah, Essence Carson is is on Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. she's been on Burnell Down before, so that makes her our favorite. And um, <laughs> Jontel Lavener was went to Chicago, the Chicago Sky. And who else am I thinking about that left? Um, there was another big oh Odyssey. Obviously, you were saying Odyssey. So Odyssey Sims is now um, on Minnesota. So those are some really big big pieces. Of course, they added Chanae Agumake in that front court. Having yep. both Agumake sisters will be great. Candace is out. When it was first announced, it was three to five weeks. So now it should be about two to four weeks that Candace mm-hmm. Parker will be out with her injury. Um, I think that'll give Kalani Brown a lot of... There will, and that's the future. A lot you know more playing I mean? like, time. Right, but do you want the future at the very beginning of the season? I, yeah, <laughs> and that's understandable, but she would be playing back up anyway. I think they'll be able to hold it down in Kansas yeah. Athens for two weeks. That's what three or four games, they're going to be fine. Okay. All right. I love your faith. I love your faith. And um, another big, um, you know, player, they got uh, Tiara from Pratt from the Mystics, who mm-hmm. I think will come off the bench and give them some really good defensive minutes. Cause that's what she's, 100%. she's not going to She's not going to be your score. She's uh, but I mean, and if you are, in, if you need some really strong defense and you can have, both Alana Beard and Tiara from Pratt on the floor. Like when you mm-hmm. need to really lock it down, that can be a game changing defensive kind of. Yeah. That's what I was um, thinking with their defense. Uh, yeah. Again, that's what I said up front. Like that's going to be a strong defensive pairing. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun yeah. if they fit in at the same time. So last year they made it to, they barely made it into the playoffs mm-hmm. and they play. They won one playoff game against Minnesota, and then they came to D.C. and got just smashed by the Washington <laughs> Mystics. Just, I, it was it was ugly. And, yeah, it was bad. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the playoffs. I think I would be surprised to see them get a bye in the playoffs, and that's that's how I'll put it. Um, right really, now. I think that they've made enough movement, um, acquiring different elements, and then. They have some youth there, But think too. that only, I, like, four teams get any buys. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So if you said five, then you actually agree with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Erica, any thoughts on the Sparks? Uh, yes. So In particular, I... can I ask you what you think? Because what we didn't mention there is they have a new coach, Derek Fisher, which we talked about him on the podcast. So how do you, oh, your face looks so happy that I asked you that question. <laughs> but they do, they do love him. The players love him. They do love him. So The players love him. I think he has a lot to prove. I think he's not the only coach, I'll say that, that is going to have to prove a lot. And not all of them are first-year uh, coaches, in my opinion. But um I don't know. I, I'm. I don't think Derek Fisher is the the biggest story for me. That's not what I'm most interested in. I don't know that I'm. I'm totally on board with Ari as far as 
positioning. I think the Sparks are going to have a little bit more difficulty um, making their way. Just from what I see so far, I think that a lot of other teams have made some big moves. And so I think that while the Sparks can kind of be in that mix, I don't see them fighting for like an eight spot. But I think top four you know, is, is probably a little bit of a stretch. So yeah, more, more in that five, six range is probably realistic. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So basically uh, everyone agrees with Ari is what we've learned from this activity. (laughs) Except Ari for a moment didn't agree with Ari, but yeah. We Ari agreed with Ari. Ari said fifth. If you run this. Right. And then I said they won't get a buy and you said I was wrong. Listen, Lindsay <laughs> and Erica helped Ari agree with Ari. That's really there what you happened. Go. There you go. <laughs> so that's my assessment of the Sparks. I think that you, you can't underestimate a team like the Sparks for sure. But I don't think, similarly to last season, that it's going to be a given for them. And they are going to be some younger teams or, or teams that really were fighting towards the end of the last two seasons to get a playoff spot that I think are in a much better position this season. Right. I, I, I really do agree with you there. Um, Erica, why don't you take us through the Chicago Sky? Yes. Okay. So Chicago Sky, I think um, they are a team that has a new coach. And I think that, you know, with James Wade, you have someone who's worked under Cheryl Reeves. So that's very interesting. But what will his style be as a head coach? We don't know. I really like the Chicago sky team, because I think they have a lot of young pieces Mm -hmm. um, and they're very dynamic, very young, very dynamic. Um, Scrappy isn't really the the right word because it, it assumes that there's a little bit of roughness around the edges, which they'll have because they, they have rookies, but I just think they can be a really dangerous team. I mean, I'm really excited. I think Ari already knows. (laughs) Hello. Ari already knows where I'm going with this. I mean, Diamond to Shields. That's the yes. roster. I am the yeah. most excited. I am the most excited to see what Diamond to Shields is going to do. Cappy giving her some love. She out here giving interviews like, we, you know, we're not going to be ready. I- I'm ready. I'm ready, Diamond. I mean, I'm ready not to be ready. That's how ready I am. Okay. So I'm really here for Diamond to Shields. I think also you have Katie Lou Samuelson. Uh, I'm very curious to see what type of pro she is going to be. Of course, she comes from the University of Connecticut. There's a certain pedigree that comes with that. There's no denying that. Uh, but I think I think Katie Lou on the low, she got a little swag to her that I like. I like every once in a while when Katie Lou, you know, gets a little raw with it. She is matched up again with, of course, uh, Gabby Williams. I think Gabby had an up and down rookie season. You saw some some hints of what she can be. I think she struggled in spots. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to, to see if she'll be able to smooth a few aspects of her game out. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think we mentioned Gentile Lavender. She comes over here now. There, I think along with it feels like everyone else if i'm not mistaken faulkner is is kind of uh nursing an injury um or coming back i guess from injury so that'll be interesting um to see how how their lineup uh is looking uh, as far as being healthy and being fit game fit from the beginning yeah absolutely and i mean 
just seeing Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot, you know, the first time we've had a married couple playing together in the WNBA, which is just, I just, I think that's important to highlight because like, it's a really cool moment. And, um, right. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, they've been together for a while, but you know, now that, you know, they've been married and are much more open about their relationship now. And they're both so talented. And I think it's going to be a really big year for both of them. And what I like about this guy is, you know, I follow all these players on social media and I feel like the Chicago sky have more fun together (laughs) than like any other team. They really, really seem to like each other. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on a media day everybody was wearing diamonds glasses you know and being like it's my turn it's my turn uh and stuff like that i think is really fun i'm a little curious they're about their front court you've got um you know steph dolson up there who's kind of their their um anchor and honestly i think she's been stagnant the past few years and i'm curious if she's going to take a step forward this year i think she's either going to take a step forward or this is going to kind of be a year that she really gets left behind by the league you know because if you're standing still you're not going anywhere um ari any any quick chicago thoughts uh cheyenne parker right it's great shape in great shape Everyone has said that she's one of those players that everyone says, watch out for her. So that's going to be fun to watch. I'm interested to see how Chloe Jackson plays. Uh, She did great in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, the WNBA is a completely different ballgame. That's right. Let's see how that, you know, translates into that. And she's she's a great guard. All right. I am going to start with the Washington Mystics. That's a team that I know the best, obviously, here. Elena Deladon, MVP candidate, she can stay healthy. You have pretty much the entire roster from last year. Only three players from last year who aren't back. That is Crystal Thomas, the center, who uh, didn't play much last year, and I don't think she's got signed on with any other teams. You have Ruffin Pratt, who we mentioned um left in free agency to go to los angeles and you have mo curry who retired and is now uh working for the man at nike headquarters so we're happy for for mo um and then you have one pretty important addition in emma meeseman so emma meeseman is back from belgium well temporarily at least so emma will be back for the first month of the season gone for a month and then la- then back until you know the playoffs and until until the final days um and an exciting news for emma her belgian teammate kim mestag actually made the squad so kim made the the final 12 for the mystics and kim this is a really great story because to anyone any of these players who are getting cut or rookies who aren't finding their place in the league Kim is 29 years old and make she made it her first WNBA training camp and is in the WNBA for the very first time. So that just really goes to show you that um, life life doesn't end at 22. You know you can keep 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 staying out there and keep grinding. She is a great outside shooter. Now we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in EuroBasket. So there's this EuroBasket competition, which means Emma will leave for a month and Kim will go with her. Which means the Mystics roster is going to be down to essentially nine because their first round draft pick, Kiara Leslie, is one of their 12 players, but she got injured during, uh, well, actually, she came into camp with an injury that she didn't really know about. It was, she thought she just had a sore hamstring. It was worse than that. And she's out for three to four months, might not even see the court this year, but she still takes up a roster spot. 
So the Mystics will add one player for, you know, mid-June to mid-July. Not sure who that's going to be, but, you know, TBD. But other than that, you know, Natasha Cloud is looking is looking healthy. Latoya Sanders is healthy and fit as I've ever seen her. Um, uh, Christy Tolliver looks phenomenal and I think is so happy to not be with the Wizards right now. <laughs> She's been coaching the Wizards in the offseason, and whew, that team was a lot. So uh, I think this isn't her telling me this. This is totally me projecting, by the way. This is don't don't aggregate that, uh, anyone. But um, I was and, gonna guess it. and then you have last year's duo, a uh, freshman duo of Ariel Atkins and Maisha Hines Allen. I wrote a feature about them for the Athletic. They both had really remarkable um, off-seasons. One, uh, Ariel was in Poland and Maisha was in Russia. Look really developed, really improved, and really ready to keep making an impact. Um, other than that, off the bench, uh, Ariel Powers will be coming off the bench. She is a little bit injured, so we're not going to see her for the first week or two of the season, but then should be fine. And Tiana Hawkins, um, you know, another kind of key cog player for the Mystics. I... Pick them not very strongly. Uh, I don't think they're overwhelming favorites, but I, I do think that they have a shot to win it all this year. And I think their biggest concern is just rebounding and physicality and focus. Um, I think that energy as well. Um, you know, they rely a lot on Natasha Cloud for energy. And Elena and Emma both need to be really vocal leaders. And um, Elena has really stepped up with that like Elena has really grown into leadership and Emma says she has Emma says she's much more vocal now and much more mature but I think it's kind of TBD I think there were times last year where they looked directionless on the court and so I think that as we're they're trying to fit all these pieces back together it's really important that they that they keep the chemistry but other than that I'm pretty excited for this mystic season any thoughts Ari like you said um with chemistry, I think that that's going to be the first time coming into the season that they're going to be more cohesive. They're yeah. going to be more cohesive than last season. Um, we've seen year by year Natasha Cloud getting better coming into her own. So that's going to be exciting to see. Um, yeah, she, she's is, the one who doesn't need any more energy. She's the yeah, one who's got... Not even, like, energy-wise. Like, her game is just coming no, into I know, I'm own. just teasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, girl, I, I live for a Tasha Cloud sideline moment. But anyway, <laughs> and Ariel Atkins is only going to get better, too. She had a great rookie year. So, like, it's, it's going to be really fun. I really, really hope Elena can stay um, healthy. Yeah. She's going through some precautionary things, right, like, mm-hmm. for, for right now. So... Yeah, she's, she's questionable for the Saturday night game. I, I didn't get to practice today, so I don't know if she practiced. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. yeah. It's it's not so, ideal, although if if she needs to have some injuries this first part of the season before Emma leaves, it's the time yeah. to kind of get yeah. all the... But honestly, you know, that, that knee injury that she suffered in the semifinals and played through in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. she really didn't get up to full speed until a couple weeks ago in recovery. Yeah. That. So that was really a full off-season thing. But hey, Sorry, you didn't even point out who I forgot to mention. Shatari! <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my girl. <laughs> that's my girl. She said, she said, I'm sick of sitting on the bench. 
I'm putting in work. So yeah. she, she got, and then I, I when told she that, you I was sick of sitting on the bench. Yeah. So it's, it's a big year. I honestly think Kiara Leslie's injury. I know they're good friends for Maryland days, for but Kiara, let's, let's face it. Kiara Leslie's injury was a blessing for Shatori. She had gotten lost in the shuffle on that bench. She looks ready to go. I predict big things from her. I put it on, I put it in ink and athletic that I think this is going to be a big breakout year for her. And especially the beginning of this year when they're looking without aerial powers for these first two games. And then without Kiara, this is really big time for Shatori. And, she and she's sewn out from preseason. So let's keep that momentum into regular season. Um, the <laughs> athleticism, you know, is there. It's just the focus that she's got. You said they need to be focused and locked in. And that's what I'm worried about with Shatori. And Brent. that's what everyone's worried about with Shatori. That's what coaches, that's what Shatori is worried about with, with, with Shatori. Like, it is a thing. And yeah. It's it's a thing. And, you know, coach, he told me, he was very frank. He said, I need, we need to figure out, He want, one of the reasons he wants to give her playing time is, he goes, we got to figure out what we've got with her. You know, we don't really know. So She's going to stock him in a great way. So I, I think so, too. Um, anything to add there, Erica, or should we move on? Woo, we're we're going to take a while, but we're doing good. <laughs> I, I think you crushed it. I, I'll say that um, I was a little surprised, honestly, that even I have Washington at the top. I felt some kind of way after some of those games against the Liberty. Um, uh, but I'm unbiased, of course. You mean the Liberty um, who literally left uh, Atlanta Deladon wide open at the end of the game I mean, for Buzzer Peter? <laughs> Lindsay with the details. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh there's an inbound pass you know who we shouldn't guard elena deladon literally <laughs> liberty was talking about that like why would we leave her open like, i just knew that, that that screen was just not why would you that's <sighs> literally what the mystics were saying in the locker room too. they were saying how did they leave her open <laughs> kia Vaughn, i'm just saying um uh, well, anyway it's a thing oh sorry sorry guys all right um yeah i mean you know here's the thing it's just They've got the consistency, and they've got Elena Deladon, and they've got Amisaman returning. So it's hard to pick against that, right? I'm with you. I'm really excited. Uh, Amisaman is returning. I agree with you. As long as EDD stays healthy, yes. uh, you get a little bit of focus from some other people. Um, I think it could be a good team. Uh, we'll get into some of the things that you talked about for the Mystics. Ironically, in some ways, I think they mirror some of the concerns mostly <laughs> that I have for the Liberty, but we'll get there. Why don't we go right into it? Let's go right into Let's, Liberty. We're going to go right into it. So the Liberty, um, they Liberty sent their roster. Bo- were they bottom of the league last year or I know they didn't make just just above Indiana. Okay. Just above Indiana. Okay. right. Just yeah. above Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven and 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Seven okay. wins. Seven in the rest. Seven and the rest. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, this is going to be an important year for the New York Liberty. When you look at their final roster, not a great deal of changes. Uh, even looking at the probable starters, actually, Ari, I don't know if you saw the game notes. Probable starters, Amanda Zowie Yes, Amanda but she Rebecca did work. Allen. Can we talk, talk about Amanda and I will talk about okay. Amanda and Beck. Like, can I get, like, can I live? Can I have my minutes? Okay. Um, <laughs> so here's, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100% real. My assessment is I find it interesting that they're probable starters only because even under Bill Lambeer, I feel that both Amanda Zowie B 
and Rebecca Allen were underutilized. And I don't feel that they had an opportunity to get game flow and to get reps that would allow them to fully utilize what they could bring to the New York Liberty. And I've, I've really tried to figure out why that is. Ben and I, uh, I was on a podcast with Ben from High Post Hoops, and we talked a little bit about this. And it just seemed as though, particularly with, with Katie Smith last season, that the team was trying to throw a lot of different options up on the wall, but they never gave things time to stick. Uh, if that makes sense. So I'm more curious to see, and this is what I was alluding to earlier, how Katie Smith is going to come into this season. I think there were a lot of off the court distractions for the Liberty. Yeah. I don't think like people they were like Tina up for sale. Yeah. Up for sale, Westchester County Center with, you know, n- no big deal. An Olympian, what is it? Four time all-star Tina Charles having to mop up perspiration shall we say and and, and from from the court uh so there's just a lot going on but tina i think you know tina is going to be tina and she gave us a tina ism and she was like listen we can't blame it on our home court because if that were the case we would have had a better away record okay talk about it there were focus issues that this team had and again I think a lot of people focused in on what was happening off the court, but some of these things were present with Lambeer before they moved to Westchester County Center. Defensive breakdowns, not boxing out. Ari, how many times did you see me pulling my hair out because there was nobody Literally, boxing Erica out? Literally, Erica would be like, box out, box out, box out. Like, please box out. Just like things like that. The Liberty, they, have, they had a focus issue. They've had a focus issue the last several seasons. I don't think they have a true floor general. And I get this whole positionless basketball that everyone is raving about, but auntie old school. And at the end of the day, whether it's your center or your point guard, you need someone who's going to handle biz nas. Okay. They need to tell you, you got to go over here. You don't belong over there. What are you doing? I think Shavante Zealous did that for the team, but she kind of overdid it sometimes. Okay. But also she's not with the Liberty this season. So I think with Tanisha Wright coming back through that trade and, and coming back from Minnesota, that might be an opportunity for the Liberty outside of Tina Charles to have some strong veteran leadership that's going to not care about egos or feelings necessarily, but also come with a level of tact that can be respected by teammates. And I think you need uh, players like Amanda Zowie B. You need players like Rebecca Allen to be nurtured while also be like, listen, we're professionals. You have to handle business and it's not personal, but let's make sure we get things done. Obviously, everyone's interested to see what Hanju is going to do. She's 19 years old, won't be 20 until the fall. She gives good size. She's to from the China, Liberty. right? So she's, she how tall is, is she? 6'9". 6'9". Oh, um, I believe she's only the fifth player from China to ever come into the league. The first through the draft since the first draft in 1997. All of these storylines building up on itself. She's very young, though. And again, if the if a lack of focus and sometimes uh, not a clear leader is the calling card of the Liberty, it's really going to be on the staff, I think, to make sure that this potential, you know, really good, solid WNBA caliber star is nurtured and that they're making sure that they're honing in on her craft. But 
as far as her size and at least what Katie Smith is saying, that she can stretch the floor, she has some range to her shot, that's going to be good. Everyone knows that everything on the court goes through Tina Charles. Everything. Everything. So if the Liberty can create realistic options where defense is going to have to really make sure they're, they're posting up and make sure that they're putting, you know, hands in the faces of players like Rebecca Allen, making sure they're covering Kia nurse. That's going to open up things for Tina Charles. And then also if those other players are producing then boom, there you go. But the days of Tina Charles and maybe one other person, usually Shavante Zellis with around 12, 14 points, those being your only two players in double digits, that has to end if the Liberty wants to get out of the bottom of the basement. I see this team realistically. I think they can fight for an eight spot, but I think that even is a little bit of a stretch, at least from what I'm seeing right now. Because again, when we talk, when we get ready to talk about some of these other teams that have made Big moves, like big moves. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Las Vegas, mm -hmm. for example. We haven't talked about Dallas. Um, you know, uh, well, I Dallas maybe, but um, Minnesota. <laughs> um, I, I just think that the Liberty need to elevate their own game. And even if they do that, it's not a guarantee that that's going to elevate them in the WNBA standings. Well, I mean, just, just like it goes back to the very first thing you said. They only won seven games last year, and it's the same starters <laughs> coming back. Like, uh, you know, I mean, that might seem like an oversimplification, and I know Ari uh, loves it, but um, I think that um, that worries me a little bit. You know, I think that that would that would worry me. I think they have a lot of great pieces, but they need some more stars. Um, what do yeah. you think about Asia Durr, uh, Ari? She's had a rough preseason but that's just growing pain she once she gets her confidence back um i think she'll be fine uh coach or williams told her hey be the be that quick that quick shooter that you were in college because nobody's going to be able to get back like impress you for it so as long as you keep doing what you've done it'll be fine so it's just working through that and getting used to the size of the w that's going to be her her issue she's just been a hard adjustment um but I have no doubt that she'll, you know, continue to learn the game that is the WNBA and, you know, produce from there. Uh, I'm excited about Tanisha being on it. I was talking to a few of the players and they were saying how they appreciated Tanisha's leadership as opposed to like somebody barking at them and saying like, hey, you need to do this better, but tell them why. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I think Tanisha will be good. I think Tanisha will be good for Asia to do all of the things, Ari, that you just said and that uh, Coach Williams wants. And I think, honestly, with Hanju taking a little bit of the popularity and kind of media attention, that might also bode well for, for Durr. I get the sense that if, if anyone is going to be like Tina, she might be like Tina Charles in that way. That, you know, that, that's not really her vibe. She wants to play basketball and she wants yeah. to get it done. And I want to make sure that with the combination of Brittany Boyd, with having, uh, again, Kia Nurse, who it looks like they're going to have her play more of a 2-3 as opposed to a 1-2 this season, that that will give Asia time to sit back and observe and find her way organically into the team. So I'm curious to see what she'll do in the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Erica, really quickly, uh, when do we lose you? When do you have to be back inside? 
10, if we can get like in a good place in like 10, 15 minutes. Ooh, okay. All right. We, we're going to power through. The, or we might, let's, let's then do your, your, your teams, the rest of your teams. Okay. And then Ari and I will finish else? up. All right. I already did Chicago. I did New York. Who else did I have? Seattle and. Or don't, Seattle and uh, Dallas. And Dallas. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so thinking, I'll, I'll go with Seattle. So this is really interesting because defending I feel champs, like. Defending champs, defending champs. But it doesn't feel de- like that, does it? No? It doesn't feel that way because they're the defending champs. They lose Stewie. Uh, season-ending injury while playing overseas. Big off-season storyline. All right, you lose Stewie. You know, maybe maybe we'll be all right. And then, as was alluded to earlier, you lose Sue Bird. I mean, not having those two pieces, as I said earlier, really brought that team down in the standings for me. Because I think there were times where one, if not both, of those players really were able to will the team through the playoffs in particular, but the whole season. And I think you lose a a veteran leader, again, a floor general that I really want to see on the Liberty. The the Seattle Storm have that. Everyone knows that's Sue Bird. But has, you know, uh, Jewel Lloyd, for example, or Jordan Canada, do they have that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, who does, right? There's there's only one Sue Bird. Um, you, you, they did. Uh, I mentioned Trevante Zealous. I think that she has experience in the league. Obviously, I'm very curious though how she's going to blend with that team. Um, just the way she likes to play and the way she, you know, she fits into kind of like a more uh, kind of scruffy, you know, swagged out New York style. But that's not how Seattle played <laughs> basketball last season. Not even close. Um, you know, that's that East Coast versus West Coast. Uh, flavor a little bit. So I'm curious to see how she'll fit into There's that team. nothing West Coast about Shavante Zellis. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as far as culture, I'm curious what the culture is going to be. And that's that's never easy when you are the defending champs. You would think you want to come in with a little bit more security because everyone's gunning for you. And then, of course, we, we have, you know, the coaching situation. And unfortunately, you know, their coach, uh, I always say, I always want to say John Hughes. I did this last time. <laughs> it all down. Dan, Dan Hughes, uh, unfortunately, you know, is, is ill and, and battling cancer. And so we're not sure... And, he, and, and let me just go back for listeners who maybe are not familiar. Dan was with the Stars, I believe, last before um, taking some time away from the WNBA. And he is a, a veteran seasoned coach. So when Jenny Busick uh, was asked to leave, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah and that was, that was drama. I mean, Seattle was in, they weren't in a good way. They were a team that... If they were lucky, they were making it to that single elimination game, but not getting much further than that. And it was Stewie coming in, you know, Brianna Stewart doing Brianna Stewart things and saying, I'm tired of this. We're not doing it anymore. And again, when I say literally willed that team to a championship, I'm really not exaggerating. So I'm a little bit concerned because that's those are two big pieces, Stewie and Sue Bird not there and lots of other question marks elsewhere. Yeah, it's... uh. 
It just, you know what, it sucks. Because you love going in with a team to beat, right? And that's supposed to be Seattle. And we're supposed to be seeing how how high Stewie can go. And how much greatness she can sustain. And you're supposed to see the continuation of that culture. Which the team lacked so much for years there. And now it's just... I mean, to have the coach and the top two players all gone. And, and Bird might come back later this season. We don't know yet. But anyways, it's just, it really, it's 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 just not good. Uh, Ari, any thoughts here? Um, I, it, everything you guys said, uh, you're missing two key elements to a team. And I, they're obviously not going to be in the top spot. That just knocked them down, like plummeted them. But Sue Bird, she is doing precautionary knee surgery. It's going to take her eight to ten weeks. Um, when I was talking to Shavante, she was saying, like, no, she'll be back. But I really think it's going to be dependent on if Brianna comes back, and I don't think that's going to happen. So just play smart about it. Um, Seattle's out of contention for me for that title, obviously. So, yeah, that's my rundown on Seattle. Agree. And I know, Erica, we're losing you in a minute. So take us through Dallas, one of the more interesting off-seasons we've had. Uh, this season, Liz Cambage, it's gone. Let's say so that she's to the aces. She gone. We'll to next. She gone. Is, she this, gone. is this a fresh start? Are they going to plummet to the bottom? What is happening in, in Dallas? This is, I mean, no pun intended, seeing that they lost uh, Cambage to Las Vegas. But they're kind of the wild card for me. I... Um, I, I don't know. I my gut going in though is that they're really um, gonna gonna make a run, and I think maybe even be in a little bit better of a position to make one of those playoff spots than they were in the last two seasons, where they were kind of really fighting and clawing at the end to get into the playoffs. I say that because yes, they lose um, they lose Liz Cambage, obviously Skylar Diggins Smith coming back from having her first child. Congratulations to her. But they have a new coach. Only, you know, the winningest coach in women's basketball, going back to the ABL days, um, in Agler, Brian Agler. And so I think that is, again, coaches are part of the conversation for this WNBA season. Uh, He knows how to win. He has a really interesting group of players that I think under his tutelage, if you will, with a little bit more structure and discipline might be able to really hit their stride and, and be a little more consistent. I mean, Dallas just hasn't been consistent in the past several seasons. We mentioned, of course, the big news, big news, everyone really upset about uh, Megan Gustafson not making this roster, but you still have Alicia Gregg, uh, Kayla Davis. Um, we have Somebody might have heard of her, uh, Arike Ogumbawale. Like, is, she, is she good? I don't know. Um, ooh, T play, T plays my girl, <laughs> Teresa Playson coming back <laughs> from injury. She lost some weight, she's looking good. Well, she slimmed down, it was interesting. She said she slimmed down, but she actually beefed up muscle, so mm-hmm. she didn't lose um, any of her, uh, you know, any of her power necessarily. She just kind of kind of rearranged everything so she's going to be uh you know able to to hopefully move and and be a, a a really good option for dallas um 
I think I'm interested to see what Azure Stevens does also this season. I think we saw a little bit of what she could be for Dallas, and I think she's going to have to step up if this team is going to um, is going to really go places. Two other things that I think are interesting: Amani McGee Stafford comes to Dallas from Atlanta. I know we'll talk about Atlanta. Or you guys will talk about Atlanta a little bit later, but then also. Speaking of the aces, a part of all of these trades and craziness happening in the offseason, Mariah Jefferson gets sent to Dallas, but she um, is not active. She's not um, she's, she's on the roster. She's suspended, yeah. Exactly, yeah. but has been suspended. And there was lots of conversations. I'm reading this is all on Twitter, so I can't, you know, corroborate. And I don't have any sources. But there was a lot of conversation that, you know, Jefferson didn't really want to go to Dallas. There was all this drama with the trade, with Liz Cambage, and finally getting her to Las Vegas. So I don't know what's really going on there. Um and, you know, it's a little unfortunate for Mariah Jefferson. I think with her injuries, she's had a little bit of difficulty kind of finding her stride in the WNBA. But realistically speaking, I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that that's necessarily a loss for Dallas. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say that. I just don't know how Jefferson was going to necessarily fit into that system. And I don't know. So that's kind of how I feel about Dallas right now. Yeah, I think I picked Agler for coach of the year just because I think the expectations are so low going in. And I think that there are a lot of pieces here and that he can do a good job empowering and motivating them. Um, But it's not that I really think that they're going to, you know, be a top four seed or anything. You know, I think that um, that there's just so much work to do. Uh, You know, I think. Glory Johnson's going to have a big year. I just love Glory Johnson's game. I just love it. I think Kayla Thornton's going to have Dang. a big game, a big yes. season. Yes. Um, T-Play Glojo, let's do it. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, you know, they've got some really tough players. Um, and I think uh, that one of the things with Dallas that isn't really been talked about this trade is this Liz Cambage stuff has hung over this franchise since 2011, right? It has always been known that she didn't want to be there. They always knew though, that she's the best player and they weren't going to let her go. They weren't going to be able to move on, but it was going to continue to be a year by year dragging of the, the, you know, feet, a painful situation, right? They can finally move on. They have got to look at a future, you know, completely free of her. And I think that's going to free them up a little bit. And this is no punishment to her. You know, this is no net. This is saying nothing negative about her. It wasn't her place. She wasn't happy there. She got out. I'm very happy for her. I just think for Dallas, I think there's something freeing there. What do you think? I think that's actually a really good observation. And I think, that it's a point that's been undersold in the the drama of uh, you know Cam Beige Gate or whatever the heck it's called these days, whatever the young people are calling it. Um, but I agree with you, and so hopefully, again, with a new coach and a, a coach like Agler, Dallas can really hit the reset button, and some of the the younger stars can show what they have, and and then you'll get Diggin Smith back eventually, and and Dallas will hopefully be able to get on the right track. Cause I think they're a team that again, they have so many just great players that they bring so much swag and, 
passion and energy to the WNBA basketball that they you want to see the franchise do better with the elements that it has. Lest, you know, people, you know, just kind of miss out on everything that is Wings basketball. Yeah, I think it's going to be, there's going to be say any, anything to add there, Ari, or should we move on and say goodbye to our friend in the wilderness let's, over let's here? Move on. I think you guys have Dallas covered, and I, the only thing I was going to talk about was the Megan not making a roster, and we already know why that happened. So, hey, let's move on. Let's move on. Erica, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm sorry the bunnies didn't come back for you, but maybe next time I'm in Pleasantville. <laughs> Please always FaceTime me when you're in a place literally called Pleasantville. <laughs> that that goes to everyone out there. That goes to every all of our for listeners. Everyone. For everyone. E- Pleasantville, USA. All right. All right. Well, all right. thanks again. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. All right, Ari and I are going to finish up here for you guys. I know we we're taking a long time, but you know what? There's just a lot to say. There's so much to say. The <laughs> like, W is so juicy right now. I, I honestly feel like we're we're getting through this pretty quickly. There's just I so, mean, there's pissy. <laughs> there's just so much happening, um, and you know, it's it's just it's really fun to talk about. All right, I think it's my turn a little bit. Um, you know what? Let's just go there. Let's talk about Vegas. I uh, told you so. I can finally say it. I told you, Annette. <laughs> you did. You said that she was going to go to Vegas. You know what? It was clear all all along that Vegas was the right mm-hmm. fit for her. It made more sense. It made the most sense. It's just, it kept saying that she was never going to do it. And I believe it until the last. I think that she just, this is totally me psychoanalyzing her, right? And this is not yeah. off of reporting right but i think she had you know when cam beige came into the WNBA, she didn't she wanted to go to la from the beginning right and uh you know instead she was drafted to fucking tulsa oklahoma in a franchise in that lost like 20 games in a row i mean had the worst experience you can have in the and beyond that tulsa is tulsa the culture of tulsa anyway she's a six foot eight black woman in tulsa exactly i mean let's just like say it like it is like um she told me when we talked last year she said i didn't understand racism until i came to america yeah. Until I came to Tulsa. And then, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that it just for her, she just, she had, ha- she had not just like, I-, I think in her mind, she had really like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, um, idealize the sparks in this way, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. even though on paper now, it didn't make the most sense for her with the fit and with the team the way it is, that because that's where she'd always wanted to go, she was determined to push for that until okay. the last possible second. But I think that a part of her knew, and she said in her opening press conference with Bill Lambeer, which they seem to have amazing chemistry, by the way. They do. I mean, they're the same human. They're the same, like, bad girl, bad they're such badasses that team is gonna get so many technicals (laughs) so So many collective 
just like so. It's just gonna be like they're not gonna, be, gonna, gonna let her go. He's just, gonna be like, okay, girl. Decide who. Anyways, you know, she said that you know when she talked to Bill in February that she told him like you have the best facilities in the W. Like you guys are doing things the right way. So I think she knew that from the beginning too. And I just think she was being stubborn and understandably so, mm-hmm. right? Because she felt like she had more leverage than she was going to have. And mm-hmm. that she really felt this, um, like this was her chance. And then, you know, when it came down to it, it does seem like she's happy there. And I mean, the city itself is just amazing for Liz, right? Like she's a DJ. She wants she's already life. having at it. She's already having at it on her Instagram. Yeah, like but if you see her Instagram, like it really was a case where it was like this is just such a good fit. The personality of the coach, the personality of the city, the way the franchise is run, every single bit of it. And it's establishing a new legacy and that's what she needs and that's what she wants, right? And I'm so excited for that team. Obviously Asia Wilson I'm a little bit worried that we're going to have a little bit of a sophomore slump, but I think even if Asia does have a little bit of a sophomore slump, that's still going to be, you know, maybe she won't make the all-star team this year, but she'll still yeah. be like averaging. Her version of a slump has got to be different. Gotta it's going to be different. It's going to be different for sure. Um, very curious. You know, the biggest question mark to me is the development of Kelsey Plum. Is she continuing to go on an upward trajectory? Um, is she going to be number one pick caliber? What are we going to see from her? Cause we haven't seen that really so far. Um, Jackie Young looked great in preseason. Averaging 16 points a game in preseason. I mean, She's I think that was just one game. I think she only played in one game, but. And that's fine. <laughs> that's... But it was 16 points. Too. It was 16 points. So. I think um... Jackie Young is like, she looked. Like, I think she's going to look better than she did at Notre Dame. Like, in yeah. the, in the, I think she just has a pro game and a pro mm-hmm. body. And I think everyone knew that, you know. I mean, if yeah. you look at her stats at Notre Dame, they're not really, like, you don't look at her stats and think, oh, that's a number one overall pick, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not the game she had. And then Kayla McBride without outside shooting. I mean, I think that there's just so much to love from their starting that starting five i I am a little bit i think liz is still coming back from an injury so she's not going to be playing lights out right away they're going to ease her back in um and i think that there are some question marks on that bench um you know first of all like we said at the beginning they let kelsey bone they paid Kelsey Bone to leave, and I thought she—I thought she was going to be their backup center. Like I thought that was what was happening there. Um, so I'm not not really quite sure what the plan is for backup for their other post players, and kind of what they're going to do there. Especially since Liz is starting, I don't know that she's even going to start. You know, I think yeah. she's. Um, you know, dealing with some, you know, like I said, still dealing with some injuries. So, you know, we're going to have to see what happens there. They have they Sugar still Rogers. Have Hamby, so huh? that's, I said they still have De'Erica Hamby. Who, that is. Um, yeah. So, like, she's, she's still there. And um, she's been working on her range, too, which they don't necessarily need at all. But, like, they don't need her to be shooting threes. They need her to post up at this point right. um, until Liz gets better. But, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, you have uh, Sugar Rogers to get you some, you know, outside shooting off the bench. I literally keep forgetting that she's there, that they added her during the offseason. Um, but I think that their bench is going to be the biggest question marks as well as just like, how does it, how does this work? How do these all, pieces all fit together? And I don't think that there's... Um, uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure that it's going to be quite as good as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, it looks great on paper. It's just a matter of, like, people knowing their roles, and that's what I think is going to be a situation. Um, you have you have high high production from many of them. So it's just, like, it's going to be, like, how, how is Liz going to insert herself into that and, and you know, create the best situation mm-hmm. for everybody? I mean, you do have some good leadership. I forgot, like, you have Carolyn Swords, who I guess will be the yeah. backup center. I guess that's yeah. kind of kind of who you're going to be putting in there a lot. You've obviously got Tam- uh, Tamara Young, who we'll see, uh, you know, coming. Um, Facilitate. <laughs> you know, yeah, leading. You know, she's a leader, yeah. you know. And, but, you know, they only have 11 players and they're going to, they're doing it for some flexibility, they said. I'm confused by it. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really get it. Um, Might as well keep her on the bench. Like, I don't understand the whole pain and not play thing, especially if she's on the time. Well, I guess they didn't. It seems like they didn't want her salary cap the whole year. Like, maybe they're waiting for other people to get cut. So they thought, and maybe, I mean, my hope, because everyone knows I love Kelsey, and we've had her on the podcast multiple times. And, uh, you know, my hope is that now she'll be able to find somewhere where she can actually play, you know, Mm -hmm. that actually does need her uh, kind of a true center like she Mm -hmm. is. But, um you know, roster spots are few and far between here, friends. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen, like as we've seen. So, yeah, I think that's that's our our look at the aces. They're gonna be they're gonna be fun. I mean, we're gonna want to tune into uh, these games, even though we have kind of some question marks. All right, what about the Atlanta Dream, Ari? Well, uh, I was talking to Brittany Sykes about it preseason, and she was saying how. They've been such a defensive team. They're they're needing to work on their offense this season, and that's what they they've been focusing on for the past few weeks. And so, uh, if that can come together, that'd be great. Nikki Collin, Coach Nikki Collin, is returning eight players, and honestly, like Blake Beatrice, not a big loss to them. So, no. you know, that's that's like I mean, she she made a few shots last year, but like it's not you're not going to take a blow for her not being there. Um, Mo Billings has a season in China under her belt. So she's going to come back more developed and stronger. And, again, they have Elizabeth Williams. If she can be there locked in mentally, that would be a great asset. And, you know, she's had some injuries in the past, and I'm pretty sure she's been taking care of her body to get back right. Jessica Breland looked great defensively preseason as well against Connecticut, swatting shots out of people's hands. And mm. it, was, it, was, it was great. And then the team is tighter than ever the funniest team you'll ever come across they are really fun yeah chemistry is on they have the right leadership you know renee montgomery can can get them all together and be like come on guys you got this she she's been delegating from the bench from the floor so that's just going to be a good team and if angel mccotry can return i don't know how that's going to actually play come into play like with their chemistry but um they, they they're doing just fine yeah, and then I mean they've got Tiffany Hayes who Yeah, you Tiffany know, Hayes is so under like underrated for no reason, but is she underrated because we talk about her, but it's just the recognition she gets. But then you didn't even mention her, so even we forget yeah. about her sometimes. Yeah. I mean no, let's but be that, honest. to me that's just like no, Tiffany Hayes is an all star. She's an all star and she's just I hope I mean, God, I hope she makes that you know, make becomes actually an all star this year. But she's a playmaker. She can she can create for herself and that's what I love about her game. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I think that I don't think they're going to get back to the semifinals this year. Uh, I think they had a lot of magical things go right. And um, I mean, they were a really fun team last year. 
I just don't. Honestly, I don't. I think they're as good as they were last year. I don't think they're better. And I think other teams yeah. are going to be better. That's, that's the struggle about staying at the top in this league right now because new talent's coming in. Like, younger talent is developing and getting better. And it's just like, if, if you don't develop at that same pace, it's just, I mean, yikes, it's such parity. Such parity around you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's tough. All right, let's go to Minnesota. The Minnesota Lynx are, uh, I mean, nobody was busier than Cheryl Reeve these last two weeks. I mean, she was working, honey. She was working. I felt like I got a news alert every two seconds about what she was doing. Um, All right. So let's just, Maya Moore is not on the team, on the full season suspended list. Um, You know, she's dealing with her personal stuff. Rebecca Brunson isn't on the roster at all. She isn't signed to the team at all. She's still dealing with post-concussion syndrome, and I think most people are expecting not to see her this year. Um, Lindsay Whalen obviously is gone, so those are our starters, you know, that are gone. So so our starters really are um, returning from that five, the super five that we had for so many years. We've got Sylvia Fowles, and we've got Simone Augustus. Um and I think, I, I know we'll start the season with Simone Augustus as guard. I don't think she finishes the season as a starter. I think they're going to have to bench, bench Simone at some point and have her kind of be the sixth woman. Um, and I think we're going to see, I think Odyssey Sims and Danielle Robinson are just going to be such key parts to this team. I actually think that starting Odyssey Sims as point guard would be the thing to do. But I know that Cheryl is obsessed with the work that Daniel Robinson has been putting in all offseason because Danielle Robinson got injured last year and has stayed in Minnesota really getting herself. But that's a really kind of amazing uh, guard duo. And then you've got Lexi Brown um, in there as well. And and we're excited to kind of get a chance to see what she's all about because we haven't really gotten to see much, right? She's definitely Cheryl Reeves' style of play. And she, a, a thing about Danielle Robinson, she has the energy. And Odyssey also has energy. So, yeah. like, off the bench, either one of them would be great to bring in that spark, and they're both highly productive. Like, they, they can produce numbers. And that's what we've seen from this newly crafted team, Cheryl Reeves, you've been working harder than Christianer because yeah. but what I'm saying is I think they could both be starters like I think yeah. there's room for both of them in that yeah. starting lineup I just think it's going to take a little jiggling um you know you've also got I mean they have more forwards on this team than I think I've ever seen on any team in my entire <laughs> life um yeah Kareem and Christmas Kelly who I love um actually um I think She's just got a great outside shot and an ability to draw fouls and drive to the basket. So she's there from Dallas. Stephanie Talbot was traded um, from Phoenix Mercury. Um, That's another kind of – that was surprising to me. Jessica Shepard and Nafisha Collier both looked good in training camp. I think Jessica even looked better than Nafisha. And <laughs> I think Jessica Shepard is going to shock some people this. Like, I think like. She shocked me so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like she, from everyone I've heard who's seen her um, in the mix down there, uh, over there in many, like she's looked really good. Can we just take a moment? All five of those Notre Dame players that were drafted all made it onto rosters. Buffett, let me tell you. Like, that, is, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Five. That's how you know you had a great team. It's That's not only just that they got drafted. Like, it's it's crazy not to get them drafted. But then do you know how but many to players make to make the team? She's somewhere <laughs> smiling ear to ear. Oh, 
You know she is. <laughs> she's she's having a little cocktail right now, having a little celebration. Uh, Elena Coates to Minnesota was an interesting one to me. I didn't see that one coming, and, and I knew she had had to stay because why would you just trade the cut? But that's going to be – I haven't seen much – she's she's had some dead seasons because of injuries, so I, I, I I'm interested to see how she already used her. Um, but here's the thing is that um, Timmy, who's their backup center, she's ah. she's not there. Yeah. She's she's overseas until after Eurobasket, which means they had to drop have somebody come in to be yeah. Sylv's backup. And I think we're gonna get to see like Elena Coach. She hasn't played much true center, but this is gonna be she really did get lost in the shuffle in there in that Dallas lineup. And I think a new start for her will be probably good. And like I said, I mean, there's a pretty clear spot. She's the they're only two players on this roster right now other than uh who are actually playing you know who will be there first two months of the season who have a c next to their name (laughs) sylvia and elaine i just see all these f's y'all it's like (laughs) you you guys that's what i'm saying i'm looking at this roster it's like three guards two centers (laughs) (laughs) the rest i guess you know when you're trying to make up for maya Moore being gone you gotta Get them all. Get them all. But uh, yeah, I think um, you know I'm I'm I don't know anything about Shao Ting. I'm gonna be honest, but I love seeing another Chinese player making it uh, onto a roster. I think that's another um, exciting thing to watch. So that's another rookie who we've got in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, you think? Do you think they can make the playoffs? I think that would be I a good season. They're gonna be in the lower the lower half. Um, absolutely, but. You know, never underestimate Cheryl Reeve. Um, never. Like, we were all like, there's no chance in hell they're going to make it. And they've grown stale. And Cheryl Reeve was like, oh, okay, let me make all this movement so we can refresh our team. And That's here's the thing exactly is I think Cheryl Reeve secretly loves this because she, yeah. you know, she, you know, they, when you have that core that they had, Mm-hmm. it's not easy and it took a lot of work from her don't get me wrong yeah but right now she knows she's being counted out and she yeah. knows that people are doubting her and she gets to develop all these players it's gonna mm-hmm. be fun i think to watch them i think they're gonna be one of those teams that when you get league pass you're gonna want to always tune in to see Absolutely. what's going on whereas for years we've just known what they had so we haven't yeah. had that many questions all right we've down to our final two i think we're <laughs> Almost there, friends. <laughs> uh, Connecticut. I am so excited for Brianna Jones. She gets to step in the place uh, and, and have her shine. And Kurt Miller was like, she has, she paid her dues. It's time for her to. Lasia Clarendon told me exactly that today. I said, Lasia, you brought it up out of, everyone keeps bringing it up out of nowhere. And she was like, that's how good she looks. <laughs> like, so, she looked amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She's more in shape. She's more like she looks like her sister. She looks like Stephanie over there, Marilyn. I'm like you're exactly, and it's so it's so great to see because she she's another one that just never had a chance. She never had a chance, and now she does, and everybody's respecting it, and she's she's backing everybody's respect because she's producing, and so that's that's a good sign from her, and she's not having to. It's just gonna be good. Um, John Claude Jones, interested to see you know what kind of noise she makes. I picked her as MVP. Yeah, so that's that's I'm gonna be so excited for John Paul Jones <laughs> It's it's just like honestly, the removal of Janae shockingly like cleared up a lot of space for them to to shine, and that's that's saying a lot to, to a lot for one person to go and this many people be able to step up. But it's just I mean I only listen to, but like be able to step up in that place. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I want to see more from Ra- Rachel Vanham. I, yeah. I, it's just been confusing. They talk about her as their core. Like, they love her. And yeah, I, no, she's a great energy. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, like, like she's, Kirk, clutch. she's a clutch player. She's yeah. a clutch kind of player. She's not one that you know you want to play the whole game. She, you can stick her in moments, spot shooting. She's clutch. Then um, you have the All Stars and Justin and Alyssa Thomas and Alyssa's still crafty. She's still you know switching up her hands. <laughs> I saw a couple good spin moves. The agility's there. Courtney Williams doing Courtney Williams things, being you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, Brittany uh, had our friend Brittany over at SB Nation uh, freelanced a great piece about Courtney Williams today. With a great cover picture. With a great cover picture and just some classic quotes. Everyone should go read that. Uh, I'll link that in the show notes because it's so good. Then you've got got another all-star coming off the bench. You've got Lasia coming off the bench. Yep. She's the wisdom of that team. She's like the calmness of that team. So, um, I think they need yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're returning nine people. They're returning nine. So they'll, they'll, they're, they're going to probably finish right where they always do, like fourth, third, fourth. But, um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm still mad about Heidemann because, I mean, why? It's tough. But I mean, they, think about their bench, though. They've got Shakina Strickland, too, Morgan Tuck, Brianna Jones, Lasia Clarendon. Lasia said, like, she said, our, our thing is, like, we will kill, kick any other bench's ass. <laughs> like, we just will. And they've got Bria Holmes coming back from um, pregnancy. We've got, of course, the rookie, um, Bridget Carlton, and then Christine Inigwe. I'm excited to yeah. see how Christine uh, oh, that's does. A, I, I forgot about Christine. She, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be this is Connecticut. There is no really weak link on this team. There's not. There's yeah. not. And uh, I could have seen more from Bridget Calder, but there's there's not a weak link on that team. You're right. You're right. All right. Um, we're gonna finish with the team that honestly, I know. Do you ever know you're underestimating someone and you can't yeah. stop underestimating them? Well, anybody who can go on a 25 and four run to beat somebody, I mean, they yeah, have it, you know. Okay. But what I'm talking about right now is the Phoenix Mercury. Oh, shoot. We didn't talk about the Fever. Either. I'm talking about them now. Okay. That's, okay. that's who we're talking about. And maybe we have we have a couple more uh, yeah. teams because you got to do the Fever. And then I might have another team. Uh, okay. Anyways. Um, there's just so many. Uh, no, no. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah. Phoenix and Indy. Um, yeah. Uh, so... Think, you guys, I think I'm going to leave this in. You can see how professional I am. It's hard to keep track of everything. <laughs> there, there's, 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 so many, there's so much to say about this. There's so it's much. Hard. All right, so let's talk about Phoenix. Um, Diana Trossi is going to be out for a while um, with an injury, although she will be back. I'd say she maybe, um, I think it, late June is probably, late June, early July is probably a good ballpark. Um but you still got Brittany Griner and Dewana Bonner. And I've seen a lot of like dark horse MVP talk for Dewana Bonner. And honestly, like, I don't hate it. I see it. Like, I can <laughs> totally see it. I would not be surprised. Like, um, you know, they have Essence Carson, who's come over from LA. I'm very excited about to see how she fits in on this team. I kind of like her getting a little fresh look, too. And she's got that toughness, you know, that uh, I-, I like seeing tough players playing with bg you know yeah you want to see that uh because i think 
you know, BG will expose you if you're not if you're not tough. But uh, I, th- I think you know we can see some good things for her. I haven't gotten a really any really good timelines about like how exactly is Sancho Little looking and Camille uh, Little. Um, Here's the thing about Sancho: it's going to be hard because she's she's been she's been out for so long. I wonder if when she comes back, is it going to be the caliber that she needs to be because she is on the older side. So it's just like the caliber that she needs to be to face all the rest of the talent in the post. In She's the older people. than me and like no WNBA players are older than me. So that's like crazy. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious cause she was such a big part of them. I just want to know. And I, I wish I had this information right out. Like it, when are we going to see her start? Do you know what I mean? Like what exactly does that timeline look like? Um, You've got uh, Alana Smith in there from Stanford. Uh, let's see how she looks. I'm pretty curious. I think that we could actually see some really good things from her as well. Uh, one of the rookies I'm the most excited about is Sophie Cunningham. <laughs> Learning under Diana Taurasi. Holy yes. crap. <laughs> like sometimes the draft gods just like shine. Like, 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 they're just like, yeah, this is where you should be. Um, She was talking about how excited she was about learning under DT. So this is going to be, I mean, and that's going to be scrappiness. And speaking of scrappy, you have Brianne January, like her defense, like, hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to like. Brianna Turner, of course, in here. I, I don't, I didn't get to see much of her from our preseason, but I mean, once again, a player that can get some big backup minutes for Griner. I think you will see her playing at the five some and in these backup roles. And Turner is tougher than people give her credit for. And she she might not look as big as the, but yes, I agree. I've been following her since, you know. Notre Dame. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's since Notre Dame, that's as impressive. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple names I admit I'm not as familiar with Erica Carter, a rookie out of Louisville who made the roster. Do you know what you know about her? Uh, Quick guard likes the the 15 footer from the side. Uh, Hmm. I just. Erica, I'll be interested to see if there are any tricks up their sleeve with longevity with her on this team, like like finishing off the season with her. Um, I don't think they necessarily need her. So. They've got four rookies on this roster, I just noticed. I don't think they necessarily need her. They've so got it's four interesting. rookies. That's yeah. a lot of rookies. Yeah, and she can. her game also has been very frequently driving, and I, that's just not going to work. It's not going to register. So it's, it's going to be... It's gonna be, she's, she's kind of like a more refined Brittany Boyd, but on a team that doesn't necessarily need that. Well, I feel like they're they're throwing a lot of guard stuff um, against the wall, and we're going to go see um, what works in while Diana's gone, and then we'll just yeah. kind of see what, see what happens. But, you know, this is actually a team that I could see picking up, adding – a Kelsey bone for some backup minutes or something like that. You know, um, I mean, we're, we're going to have to see, but I think that this is a team that could be, we could see some roster movement as a season Especially, goes on. especially about Sancho. We never know how she's going to. And, and you've got some flexibility here because you have four rookies. Like I just don't. Anyways, it's a lot. Um, but you know, then again, like you look at it and it's like, you're going to have a Diana Taurasi who's going to be healthier, it seems, than ever, because this surgery I've heard is like one of those surgeries that just like once you get it, you feel like 
10 years younger. Like, uh, again, <laughs> she's already aging backwards. So like, <laughs> yeah. And she, I don't know if she was like twerking and they like vid in, in the media day stuff. So she's, she she's clearly feeling good. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I mean, BG's got to win her MVP sometime. So is this the year? Every year I look at it. Is this BG's year? I thought last year was her year and then she got injured. Um, I don't know. I think there's two, the depth is such a question mark to me that uh-huh. I, in the youth that I don't, I don't think that they're title favorites, but I could be wrong. And let's finish up with the bottom team from last year, but who has, honestly, there's a lot to talk about here. Indiana yeah. Fever. Shanice Johnson is finally back. She's back. Just the news. Everyone has been waiting for <laughs> I'm happy happy Um, for her too, but and then uh, that wasn't the lead I was necessarily thinking of. But (laughs) I mean, that's that's but that's their leader. And then Tierra McCowan, yes, going to be in the post. They finally have like you know that that aggressive post. They have Natalie Achumwa, but like Tierra McCowan's going to bring it with that. Once again, they finally have an aggressive post. Yeah, Yeah. love (laughs) Natalie. Um, and I think she's going to do great things again this season. But she's not that force of nature. Yeah, Kelsey Mitchell's been looking good lately. So. so good. So good. So I'm excited to see Kelsey Mitchell do her thing and, you know, provide good offense. Uh, she has Paris Key with her to do the same I thing. I love Paris. I think Paris is going to have a great pro career. I think so, too. And yeah. I'm so happy people get the chance to see it. Yeah. So, I mean, Indiana, this will be your year. They've been talking about how this is like, They've been brewing up to this moment. So hopefully they'll prove everybody like wrong. I don't think they're going to prove it this year, uh, actually, but I think they can I mean, lay some... finish better than. Yeah. Than... I think they can, they can lay some important foundation. Uh, I mean, Vivian's being out. Victoria Vivian's um, is out for the year. She got injured overseas. And honestly, that does hurt you a lot. Cause she and, mm-hmm. and Kelsey were starting to kind of establish something special in the backcourt. But I think that Pokey could, I think they were undefeated in the preseason. Like they just had these really great moments. Of course, we have to mention Candace Dupree um, still kicking. Was this season 14, 15? It is so many seasons. Um, yeah. But love her. And uh, yeah, um, I think they also have a roster that we could see some changes in over the next couple of weeks at the bottom of their roster. Yeah. So Indiana. I'll be able to see them tomorrow so against New York, which would be interesting. Right. But I know that if they play the way they played before, they're not, they can't do that comeback against other teams. So it will still be, it will still be, you're not going to be able to rack up. But that's a big opportunity for the Fever and the Liberty to start the, the season with a win, right? Sets the tempo, like, I mean, not, you know, for them, it sets the tempo. So I'm, because you also don't want to start the season losing to either of those teams since they were the yeah. two worst teams last year um, anyways all this is the longest hot take we've ever done but it was necessary hashtag extended hot take extended hot take hottest hottest of the takes um, Ari we're so excited for everything you're doing uh, everyone go follow we are Jayla and developing now guys so give me give me some you know time we support through all the growth um every stage and thank you all so much for sticking with us 
I I hope some of you have, but we we had so much fun. Okay. Love you all. And yeah. And I saw you.